let's do a little bit of a recap of what all is been, has been going on. Hess, you have spent most of this day, it's so it's around noon-ish on Saturday, you've spent most of the day working with Winward to make sense of their notes and find what materials she has already. And you've narrowed it down to what you need. You also went with Angel to the lab where you were able to get a sodalite mirror as well as the other material that I've already forgotten. So you found you got all the stuff you needed magnesium. from the lab. Ma yeah, magnesium, and you got the very specific scale from the very grumpy w wizard who is just a grouch in general. Who I owe butterscotch cookies to now. Yes, but you have to call it caramel, otherwise I'll complain that you got brought him the wrong cookies again. And Cole was in the theater for a rather confusing conversation with, between Angel and Millie about people who are missing their souls, the possible end of days prophecy that says you have three days to stop the darkness from spreading before the, basically it's game over the world is going to end as well as like there were discussions of how to stop the world from ending hopefully which is always always a great time always a great time and you also did a little investigating you poked around in Cass's room and found a journal of hers as well as her notes that she might in the last prophecies of John Hendricks that says she doesn't believe it's that three days is entirely accurate because the timeline of things there are multiple things that could affect that so might not be true and she also had notes on things that could possibly be the anchor which included nunchucks question mark oh those Millie realized that the room cast died in also just happened to be a recording booth yep so when you all went to check you found that Yes, it was a recording booth, and it's one of those where you will to check the recording in the next room, so you didn't have to go in that room, because it feels wrong. And you listened to the recording of Cass talking to her benefactor up until the moment where you heard the sound of her dying, which was traumatic. But, Cole, you recognized the voice. Yeah, I did. Yep, and you went to go have a lunch with your friend at the hospital, Lily Blythe, who just got off her ship. And you let slip a little bit of what's going on, and at the end of that conversation, told her to come with you, and you had something to show her at the theater. So, I'm gonna say you and Hess probably arrive at the theater at the same time. Hess, you were gonna go with Angel to do surveillance, but you realize A, you need strings, and also probably realized B, you aren't the most inconspicuous person. I mean, she's fine now, maybe, question mark. I was talking about the quote-unquote cosplay stuff. I know, I'm being, I'm like, it's fine. She says that she has to, like, bend into her car with the you know, the deer nubs have switched to, like, the curling ibex horns, so she has to, like, duck her head down and, like, smush to drive the car. 
Yeah. Which is just fun times. Usually when they start to snap, they just go away, but every once in a while they turn into something much more annoying to deal with. It's fine. So after you tech after Hesse you texted about going to meet with the stranger, Millie said that well not meet with the stranger, go and spy on the stranger at lunch at Calhoun's, which is the fancy place on the river whose name I could not remember. It's a very nice place. I double-checked with my grandmother that that is, in fact, the place they would have that meeting. So, Millie has gone to provide some backup, because while she is tiny, she is also scary. She vampire, she go chomp. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong with this at all. Sorry, guys, I just jinxed you. <laughs> we just split the party into three different groups. It's fine. It's totally normal. Totally. Yeah. You both arrive at the theater around the same time. Cole, you have Lily with you. She was kind of quiet for the drive, because she's just like, I don't know what exactly you're taking me to the theater for, but I don't know what to talk about either. Also, she's kind of tired. Yeah, it's been a long shift for her, I imagine. Yeah. What do y'all do when you both arrive at the theater around the same time? Pretty sure Hess gets out. Like I said, the deer nubbins have been traded for these like dark brown black ibex horns that are like just spiral up a good like seven or eight inches on the top of her head, and then her nose twitches because it is a canid nose, like a fox nose. So um, she's got that going, and then her eyes are this impossibly bright neon. Like, glowing neon, like, think Deku when he accesses all for one at, like, a thousand percent and his eyes just glow. That's kind of the vibe that's going on right now. Yeah, that might be another reason you decided to not go to the lunch. Yeah, she kind of, as she's getting out, she catches her eyes in the car, kind of, like, leans back in. Thankfully, the tail's disappeared. She kind of roots around and puts on some, like, sunglasses. They're not all the way dark. You can still kind of see the eyes, but it doesn't... At least with the sunglasses, it doesn't look as terrible now. She'll wave. Hi, Cole. Uh, who's the friend? Oh, you, uh... This is Lily. She works down at the, the hospital just down the way. She's a friend of mine. Hi. Bit early for a costume change. Um, yeah, I had these at the office, so I wanted to test them out. She wants to tell Cole the truth, but she's not quite sure she should with Lily there, because she don't know Lily at all. Yeah, just picture tall glasses, dirty blonde hair, scrubs. Looks kind of tired. I, th I think Cole suspects something is more than ordinary there, but I think he's just playing it down for Lily as well. Yeah, I was going to say, the way I've envisioned, like, with our stuff with the debts, like, literally one world she hopped out of, Hess was almost killed because they thought she tried to assassinate a royal. Right. And we're, like, shooting at her as she got out of the portal and it hit your van when she got out. So you kind of saw all that. <laughs> your poor van. Got some life in it still. Or at least near the van. It's probably been through worse. Right, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Cole's friend, Hespa, but you can call me Hess. I, uh, work at the tower. Nice to meet you, too. 
Look at me just being terrible at introductions. So, Cole, you said you wanted to show me something? Yeah, it's it's in the theater here. It's uh, in the studio, the recording booth. There's a re- recording you might be interested in. A uh, recording? Oh, has you... You ain't heard it neither? No, I don't... I'm not aware of a, a recording. No, oh, this is going to be a field trip. Actually, I think Angel might have mentioned something about they found a recording. No, I think it was specifically... She... Maybe? Oh, no, I don't think she said that it had the death on there. I think that yeah. was the part that was left out, yeah. Yeah, so she, so you are vaguely aware of the recording. You might have forgotten about the recording and being distracted by the um, now seven inches long ibex horns you have on your head. Yeah, trying to like you know check over your shoulder to merge and then like scraping the top of your car, <laughs> your like interior. Yeah, in the sound. Oh wait, I think. And she kind of like scratches at one of the areas where the horns is and is like, oh, that's, that's fucking itchy. Um, right. Uh, I think Angel told me something about it. It was. I don't... She didn't give very much detail, though. Yeah, it's a little... You're just gonna have to see for yourself. I just want to preface something, though. For both of y'all. Okay. You Let's just get in there. You need to hear it yourself. Not gonna give any warning about how that recording ends. Brutal. Yeah, Hess will, you know, walk over the door, hold it open because this place is warded, I'm sure she has, like, her own ward key that she kind of does, you know, this magic symbol to let the building know, hey, it's us. Don't try and kick us out. Cole, not really understanding what just happened, is gonna do some really sideways dance moves, thinking it's, like, a thing, and just kind of tease tease the whole moment, like, okay, strutting my stuff, I'm coming in, whatever. Billy just walks through the door like a normal person. She's very confused about what's going on. Hess hasn't talked to Millie about, like, beefing up the wards or anything, but she assumes, you know, after everything, the wards have been beefed up, so she's just trying to do, like, oh, this is good security practice that I keep forgetting to normally do because I just come here all the time. She probably, you know, magic, magic note. (laughs) I've been here. If I die, last place of entrance. (laughs) That's morbid. Say it like I could kill people off a lot. You did it the first episode, ma'am. I am right to be paranoid. That was a mutually decided upon thing. I'm just saying. Paranoia now. There will be no more character murder. Paranoia induced as well. Cole doesn't know that Millie, I don't believe, is at the, not at the theater anymore. So he's going to have a moment after he walks in with Lily, Lily behind him and be like, Oh, I should have warned, I should have warned Millie you was, you was, I was bringing somebody else today. Um... <laughs> You're oh we're we're good. It'll be fine. Millie, the owner here, or are we allowed it, to be in yes. here? Oh, we're definitely allowed to be in here. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Cole, I'll just I'll shoot her a text. I think in the group chat she said she was going to meet up with Angel, so I'll just shoot her a text and let her know. Oh, all right, we're good then. <laughs> I guess uh, onto the the studio shouldn't be too much more dilly dallying. Lily is looking at you looking at you with a very raised eyebrow like what dude Lily you seem about as confused as I normally am trust me I typically get through it just fine we'll be okay 
Sure. Yeah, Hesulina, but if it helps, I'm also very confused. He's normally a little more succinct than this. Well, it's been a morning. Yeah, he normally is. I should have gotten us energy drinks on the way. I apologize. It's, it's Yes, you're all right. It's been a day. <laughs> Twelve hours. Twelve hours. It hasn't even been a full day, my gods. She pulls one of those bottled iced coffees out of her out of the pocket of her scrubs and just slides it back in. Figured I would need this. Fair. Dimension magic or just really deep pockets? Really deep Did you say dimension magic? Moving on. She just shakes her head and keeps following but is kind of glancing back at the door like making sure there's nothing in just in case. Alright. Okay, I figure this universe, if magic is as, you know, prevalent as it is, there has to be, you know, some sort of bag of holding esque magic. Not that this random nurse Nicole brought in I love as far as you know. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but she hasn't run yet. We're doing great. <laughs> Why y'all slacking behind? Come on. We're just we're almost there. Oh, stars. How big is this theater? I didn't realize there were so many rooms in this place. Haven't really had the chance to be here. Been a little bit busy with work the past couple of months. Oh, you should try and catch a show. Millie does wonderful. Her and her crew, you know, sometimes I help with costuming and everything. I They do an amazing show. I think I caught the rendition of Othello a few months back. It's quite wonderful. Oh, I have to check it out. Oh, it's Othello? I thought it was Old Fellow. I don't understand much what's going on. Theater's more my mom's things. I mean, he is an old fellow. Lily just kind of ignores Cole for a moment. You know, one of my coworkers over in radiology asked if I wanted to catch a show with him. I might take him up on that. You should. It's, it's rather wonderful. It's She kind of touches a wall fondly. It's an amazing place here. There's magic, yes, but it has its own sort of magic that thrills you. Helps you get away from everything. I could use that. It's As I said, it's been hectic a couple of months. She doesn't blink as much when you just talk about ordinary magic, but there's just specifically the dimensional magic that she's like, did you just say what? Yeah, I think to be fair, Hess sometimes forget that not everybody works at the tower and has those types of projects, so. I mean, if you like, as you're walking alongside Lily, you could roll to figure someone out. Sure. I would roll with her circle, correct? Yes, which is Mortalis. She is just a person. Okay, cool. I have a plus one in that, so it's not terrible, maybe. We're more than just people. Nine? <laughs> Could I figure out what her relation to Cole is? Like, just kind of ask us, so how do you know Cole? Because I don't know her connection at all to Cass, so I wouldn't assume anything about that, but seeing as Cole knows her. She says, well, I work at the hospital, and I saw Cole around. He was... He's always coming in to check on some person or another who's sick or been hurt. And we just got to talking and now sometimes when he's got someone in for operation, we'll meet up for lunch and 
have to say they're usually not as weird as lunch we just had. But, yeah, just acquaintances. I see. Um, I do, I'm sorry your lunch was weird. If he, if he did something, do you want me to smack him for you? Not yet. Depends very much on what exactly he's dragging me into. If it helps, I, I don't know much about this recording either, other than it has something to do with a friend of ours. Would that be Cass? Yes, I, I yes, that'd be Cass. I didn't realize he had already told you. Cole, did you tell Lily that Cass is dead, or I know you talked about Cass. I did not mention Cass was dead. Oh, you're just gonna traumatize both of us. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You say what happened, Lily looks confused and it's like, uh well, we just ask questions about her. Did something happen? I imagine this is as you get to the door. I open the door. Oh! Oh! In here! And I'm thinking that probably cuts off whatever Hess was about to say, because Cole sounds like he's being intentionally loud. Yeah. Is there another question that you would like an answer to? Because Hess is kind of a little suspect of anybody who's not in the group right now. Does she have ties to the stranger? Or would I need to roll really well to get that kind of information? Well, if you're going with who's pulling your character strings, I don't know if you get the answer to that right now, but you might get the answer in what is about to happen is Lily very uncertainly steps into. So it's like, you know how in music recording booths, there's the side where all the tech is on and then there's the actual recording space? Yeah, the producer area. Yes, that's the word. Thank you. You're welcome. So she steps awkwardly into the producer area. Why do I smell slushies? Oh, um, I think Colt, didn't you get slushies earlier? Oh, I, yeah. Last night, yeah. I did last night. Uh, there may have been one spilled in here. Or around here. Oh. That would... Oh, that stuff is hard to clean. Yes. Yes, it is. Lily sits down in one of the chairs because she is tired. Try to make yourself as comfortable as you can. This is going to be a journey of a listen. Uh, I do need to preface before I press play on this. Pass Lily here. Uh, she worked all night at the hospital. She was on shift, on duty for the entirety of the evening. And Lily... Do you mind if I tell Hess about your dreams? Or maybe you should do it. You might do it a little better than I would. She looks a little extreme, but I mean, sometimes I have weird dreams about peeing other places. I can be too out of the ordinary, and sometimes I see myself, which... Now I'm wondering what a therapist, what a psychologist would think about that. Oh. Magically, and scientifically, there's a theory known as the multiverse theory. The idea is that our actions branch off into many realities and, you know, each choice we make shapes a different reality. So, potentially, you in your dreams, you know, it could be your brain's way of coping with the idea of this and your choices and what could have been and is to be or is to come and, you know, being other... Pla- you said you could see yourself in these other places. Do Could you describe any of them for me? Sometimes, 
The dreams usually didn't last that long. They got kind of fuzzy. I just remember I was in different places, and I did actually look into the multiverse theory sometime around when they first started happening. That's it's an interesting theory. I don't know how plausible it is, but then again, how exactly do you prove something like that? I think some of what you said was words. Yeah, Hess kind of has a nervous chuckle. Indeed, it would be impossible to prove unless you were to open a portal or something and step through and show somebody, look, here's another realm where, you know, cars fly and the skies are blotted out by skyscrapers or an entire world made of grasslands. She's now staring at you, and you aren't entirely sure what the look on her face is. Yeah, Hess is a nervous rambler and reveals a lot more than she should when she rambles. <laughs> she looks over at Cole. Do you want to play whatever it is you were going to show me? Yeah, this has gotten a little sideways, but okay, let's just, just brace yourself. This gets a little grim, and he presses play. Grim how? He doesn't answer as he's already got it playing. And you hear the conversation that happened in our very first session between Cass and this person you believe her benefactor, the person that helps her make sense of what she's seen, and there's no doubt it's Lily. The voice is the same, and it continues through all the conversation you heard talking about what almost happened to Lily's world, her concern. Cass mentions the possibility that the people she warned might be in on it. And she's like, I have some people that might help with some of it. Lily was warning Cass that she needed to be careful before she just seems to have vanished. You hear Cass saying, Lily? Lily? And Cole, do you cut it off before? I think if Hess is realizing what happened, she yells, Turn it off! Now! She's just so emotionally upset because she realizes what's coming. If, like, she can start to hear certain things, that her arms start to glow with the runes for travel, safe passage, Yggdrasil, the Nine Realms, and that spreads up her face into the Nordic compass and this depiction of the world tree across one eye and it's just glowing these aurora borealis covers and shifting and she is just glaring at him to turn it off he turns it off did lily's voice play yet yeah it played through the conversation and lily was staring at where the audio was coming out of very intently with a very blank face and then when hess did her thing she looked over at her Okay, that was several kinds of weird. I was not expecting today. What happened to Cass? I don't know if it was blatantly obvious from what you heard in that recording, but Cass didn't make it past this morning. Was there any sign something was with her? Yeah. And I know you was working your whole shift. I know that for a fact, but your voice is on this recording. Both of you roll to figure someone out? Sure. Hess is just barely holding herself together and clenching her fist because she wants to slug Cole for not warning her (laughs) about what this was. But yeah, she'll roll. Yeah, Lily looks just a little pale. Eleven. 
I just rolled a 10. You rolled better. Well, I think that's both of us get a success. Yeah. He's also in my circle, too, so should that make a difference? You can ask an additional question, even on a miss, if she's in your circle. But with that, as you're watching, as you're, like, looking to see how she reacts, she seems more perturbed by what might have happened to Cass than hearing herself on the recording. Okay. What questions do you want to ask? I think, Cass, you still technically have one. So you now have three, and Cole has three. Okay. So I think same as before, who's pulling her strings, what her connection was to Cass, and what she is thinking is going to happen from here. Because Hess kind of is, like, of the mindset, like, she, this is an unknown person, so I don't, I don't know if I need to, like, quickly, you know, do the strange portal and get her out of here, or what's going on? Yeah, so... Cole, what are your questions that you want to ask? Or are they more or less the same? Here's the thing. I understand that she works at the hospital and therefore is a caretaker of sorts and is going to be more concerned about the well-being of someone before her own. That's just the nature. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, as someone that struggles with magic and the understanding of magic, I am kind of baffled by the fact she seemed unaffected by the fact her name and her voice and everything else was on this recording. Her name was called, therefore she was here even though she wasn't here and that somehow doesn't trip her out. Oh, my theory, this is Fennec talking as a player, my theory is, she was saying she'd researched it in the multiverse, she didn't have proof of it, who's to say this is the same Lily in our universe that was talking to Cass? Either way, I think I would still be like, why the hell was my voice and my name on something that I wasn't here for? That's fair. So she's like nodding her head almost like she's like mentally tabulating something. She's kind of processing her thoughts and she's like, okay, well, Cast did. I did know Cast some. She came to me after. She saw someone that she thought was me out in the woods, apparently in their pajamas, which that was a beginning conversation, not the first interesting conversation I've had since I met her, but definitely an int- one of the top ones. So, I guess she really was talking to Amy, and that was it. Looks like she saw something bad coming. She's gonna look at you, Hassan. Like, are you familiar with the stranger? You said you work in the tower, right? It feels like there's a weight to that question of she's asking who is pulling your strings. Are you working with the stranger? Yeah, so I think all the Slavic and Nordic runes on her arms and hands and the you know, the tattoos on her neck and face have finally stopped are starting to dissipate in their glow and then at hearing the stranger it's an automatic reaction to her anger because she's so emotional right now they flare like a bright galaxy red before she takes a breath and calms herself and they start to disappear again into her skin <laughs> oddly enough that was Cass's mission um, to stop him and we all wanted to help before she was 
it suffice to say we there is no love loss between any of us and this stranger if I could grind his face under my converse I would without a hesitation she's nodding and you see she relaxes and I was like okay yes it's my turn to say this I think I have some people you need to meet okay because you're not the only ones looking at the stranger and from the sounds of it, I think he might have been the one that did this to Cass, based on the information we've been able to gather so far. But it, it'll be easier to explain if, once you've met these people. Right. You heard there was mention of some, a group called Multi? Other than this recording... I've never... I don't know what multi is. It's not... In my research into certain magics and science, I... I don't think I've come across them as an organization that I should be aware of. Do I need to be? Possibly, and it's good that you're already aware of the multiple reality things. That's usually one of the harder things to digest, but... <laughs> she kind of rubs the back of her neck like, yes, um, yes, fun branch of magic and science to study. Purely hypothetical, though. Yeah, so the common belief is there are some, once a group of scientists in Oak Ridge who were working on an experiment and they tried to send a group or something back to the 50s. And as far as I knew, it didn't work, except for it did. It created a branch. I s- okay. And there have been other branches, and we think- and it's- I think it's when it happens in Oak Ridge, there are bridges between- it- that causes bridges between the branches? I'm a little fuzzy on the science behind that one, but- It makes sense. When you open a doorway- or in this case, you know, you have a barrier, much like a cellular barrier. Over time, if you keep pushing things through, it will weaken and other things can get in and out of. So it makes sense. The way I heard it, multi was created to keep track of these anomalies or things that shouldn't be or things that don't fit to make sure that they don't pose a threat to things. Uh, like... What this? Are you saying the stranger is like potentially from a different reality, or people who can things that can travel through realities? Could be. I'm not good at explaining this. Uh, sorry, scientist. I, I I like to ask questions to get to the answer. Cole, you've been oddly silent. Please chime in before I stick my foot any further into my mouth. Two plus two equals four. I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. Simplest way of putting it. Think of the multiverse as a hotel. You'll have access to your reality, which is your room, but branching off of that, you have multiple other rooms and realities that you may or may not have access to. If the, you know, for instance, if the magic of realm hopping was sustainable and viable, one could go to different hotel rooms. Wait, 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 wait. Let's take let's let's take it back a step. So we're Tombo Denton at the Motel Six, and you're telling me we can go from uh, my room here at number six 
I can go visit my friend number seven, and that's supposed to be a whole different, like, I could be at both six and seven at the same time? No, when you leave six, you go into seven. You don't stay in the same room, but you can go back to six if you have the ability. But I really like six. I'm not suggesting you, you know, go into another realm or anything. I'm just saying it's it's how it works. All right, well, y'all keep talking. I am so lost. That's actually a really good explanation for it. Why if we go on a bit of a road trip? I really think you would... So... I should probably explain how I know these people. When I was trying to figure out why I was having the weird dreams and why other people kept saying they saw me, specifically Cass, I... Apparently, some the research I was doing and questions I was asking attracted the attention of a very, very small group here called Multi, and apparently they exist in more than one place. So that's a thing that I try and not think too hard about, but apparently I tend to get wound wrapped up with them somehow in most realities, so that's that's also a thing. Universal constants. So you're telling me after all these lunches, after all these lunches, I'm the fool because you know all this shit and I'm... What the hell, Lily? I'm not supposed to talk about it. Imagine the panic if everyone knew that there were other realities and there's something between realities and it's trying to eat realities. Okay, okay, fine. Hess just keeps looking everywhere but like Lily at this moment. You owe me like six or seven, I don't know why, I guess the hotel room number, cinnamon rolls. And I, <laughs> that's it. Okay, do you know, pulls Cole aside. You cannot do that to her because you saw me, and she's whispering and like doing this. You cannot do that to her because you saw me jump out of a bloody portal and, you know, lasers hit your van. You do not get to play the innocent victim in that you knew that it was a possibility. Shut up. I'm trying to get some free cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I could make you cinnamon rolls. I'm still going to get the free ones, too. You just never said you wanted cinnamon rolls. Yeah, fair. You still owe me some. I picture, like, as you say that, Cole's brain just explodes because he never considered asking us. Has stress fakes. Like, I am pretty sure everybody in the party has received a Tupperware of cookies or something at some point from her because she can't sleep. For some reason, in Cole's mind, the only place to get cinnamon rolls was at the hospital. Hess just pinches her nose and then wiggles it because Fox knows and doesn't quite have the same feeling as pinching a human nose. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, I'm going to text the group chat here really quick before we go with her. So, um, that's, I guess we're going to meet. Wait, group chat? I'm not in that group chat. What the hell? Guess you are. You look down and you see you are, in fact, part of. <laughs> Shit, I guess I blocked that a while back thinking y'all was telemarketers or something. <sighs> right. I'm messaging the group chat. We better get going before she starts thinking we're trying to murder her. You see that she is currently texting someone. Okay. Right. I convinced Cole here to not extort you for cinnamon rolls because I am a baker and I can bake him some and that is very rude of him to do. We're going to meet your co-workers? Is that, is that the best way to put it? 
kind of... It's... You'll understand when we get there, but hopefully they'll be able to help you figure out more, and maybe between both of us we can figure out how to get the stranger the hell out of our reality. I would appreciate that. Right, so she pulls the door open. Shall we? Yep, and Dilly just kind of marches on out. My my friend's coming to pick us up. I don't exactly know where they meet. We just usually meet off base, but I texted them and they said it'd be best to... She's cool, I promise. Okay. Kirsten's the one that you cat sits for me when I have to leave town. Well, that's for good. For conferences. Um, right. That's good. I think Hess reaches into her bag, pulls out the phone, pops in the group message. Going with Lily to meet Multi. Apparently they are multi-dimensional gatekeepers, is the best way I could put it. Do be aware they know about the stranger and want to stop him too, so good alliance, potentially, question mark. If you don't hear from us in two hours, help. Send. <laughs> yeah, as Cole's phone dings, he's just gonna reply, new phone, who dis? Has just whack, you know, <laughs> on I, his arm. I deserve that. You hear there is a car horn honk out front. Well, that would be Kirsten, so okay, let's go. Cool. New scene, potentially, yes? Yes, this, this is going to be a new scene, because you hop in the car of Kirsten Calderon, who works as a personal shopper. Okay. So I think as Hess like, is walking out to the car, the horns kind of do that shimmery, melty thing, where they disappear, and then... Same with the nose and her eyes kind of shimmer, and then along her face and neck kind of do this, like, siren scale pattern of, like, these, like, dark purple. And then, like, her hands have claws, and she's like, I just wanted to do the claws. So inconvenient. Lolly's just like, I have questions about that. Uh, cosplay. Cold buttons. One more of his buttons. The one closest to his neck, so he's a little bit more put together. Lolly does. He doesn't have fancy claws, but he wants them. The, I don't think Hess's thing was uh, a willing thing. I think that's just a thing that happens. Sure. It's her, like how we talked about with the reality, all the different realities trying to impose themselves on her. It's one to three effects every new scene. I rolled two, so. <laughs> Cole's just feeling insecure about himself right now. There's just a lot going on, and Cole is very lost, so... So you all pile into Kirsten's car. Hi, I'm Kirsten. Don't know at all. Who are, what are your names? Oh, Hesper. You can call me Hess. Pleasure to meet you. And she holds out her hand and then realizes about the claws. Uh, sorry, testing out a new costume. <laughs> name's Jason. Everyone just calls me Cole, though. Nice to meet you. I think Lily's mentioned you. It's nice to finally put a face to the name. Also, those are very well done. Pointing to the claws. Oh, thank you. Lots of practice. Um, if you and she'll give like her cosplay handle, which is Once and Future Realms Cosplay. I love that. Yes, I love it. Nice. Might have to hit you up for some ideas later, but I believe we have an impromptu meeting to get to. And Lily's like, yeah, yeah, this, this is, needs to happen. And 
Kirsten starts off and y'all start driving. And do you have anything you want to ask Kirsten about along the drive? So, Kirsten, you said you do cosplay. Uh, what do you prefer mainly doing? Is it, like, more original character content? Do you have certain fandoms? Or bookstagram? You know, video games? Things of that nature? Hey, I just recently started getting into that. I used to think I wasn't a very creative person. Then I kind of got roped into some stuff with Lily. And now I've started... Most of it's, like, closet cosplay stuff. But I've started playing more... I guess unique characters that are a little more challenging to cosplay, so gotta figure out how to make those happen. Plus, I need a creative hobby. Being a personal shopper is very boring sometimes. Uh, no doubt. I didn't know you cosplayed, Lily. Secret nerd under the scrubs. Well, like, yeah, I live alone with my cat. I needed something of a social life. My co-worker, Noah, he's in um, radiology. He's the one that got me into it. Nice. And she'll just make, like, small chat, like, oh, you have a cat? What's your cat's name? Can I see pictures of the little floof? And, you know. Yeah, so this is Caesar, big fluffy back and white cat. And I've also noticed this other cat has started coming around and I feed it. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just being nice to the thing, but I also fully realize that this is how you end up with more than one cat, but flicks to a picture of a, um, is this Siamese a fucking Siamese? Cat? It's a fucking reality kitty! Yeah, I've I've started calling her Tessa. She's a very pretty kitty. She's just a little shy. I love it. Cole here actually has cats. I saw them in his uh, van the other day. Yep. We've discussed our cats. Cole, wasn't it you that told me that hi, this is how I end up with becoming a cat lady? Oh, for sure. When I started feeding Tessa. Yeah, that was that was me. I mean, that's ultimately how I got stuck with uh, old Panini, but love him to death, even though he'll be the death of me. feel like that's how it goes. Do you have any pets? I just have Kaiju. What, what's Kaiju? Is that, yeah, is that your dog, or...? Ah, uh, Kaiju is a mixed-breed rescue of sorts, uh... Honestly, if you're with Multi and they're in the multiverse, hang on, and she'll pull up a phone and show a picture of the, you know, the fox dragon that's in galaxy colors to them. <laughs> that's Kaiju. Oh my god, that is so cute. Kirsten's like, I want to see, no, you're driving. <laughs> you can see later, oh my god, that little face. I bet he's a terror, isn't he? Uh, my seven shredded pair of converse would agree. <laughs> yeah. Can't get that cute. Can't be that cute without being a lot of trouble. What kind of shoe budget you got? I'm a cosplayer. I eat ramen for a reason. Also, the lab pays pretty well. Yeah, that's that's the joke. Cause like she's in STEM, so I'm assuming she has a good. I eat ramen because it's tasty. Uh, no, I um I mostly do Converse because they're easy to repair. And unfortunately, when you have a fox dragon entity. Who breathes blue fire and chews like a puppy? Your shoes don't last very long. Kirsten squeezed a little bit. Oh, that's so cute! Uh, he maybe when things are less hectic, I really want to see him and I want to squeeze that cute little face. Can she try summoning Kaiju with a portal in the car? <laughs> if you want to, I have you. If this ends up with me in a different universe somehow. <laughs> 
technically it would probably be the whole car. I picture the two of you were on the back seat while Lily and Kirsten are up in the front. Yeah, so, like, I'm sure there's the middle seat between us, so she just kind of, you know, like, takes some chalk out of her bag, draws the circle because she's doing it ritually, and just does the Doctor Strange hands to open the portal and bring out Kaiju from his playdate, because I think the last time we said he was with Laron. You probably just left him with Laron while you went to do errands, because yeah. I don't think Winward minds and Laron enjoy some company, even though Laron is working. Yeah. Because Kyle still hasn't showed up for work. Yeah. Kyle's fine. Yeah, Hess thinking about that sends a quick text to Kyle alone. BTW, you're safe, right? You, I don't need to come get you? Question mark. And leaves it at that. Text back, all good, just bringing Winward some lunch. Oh. Oh. Smiley face. Be safe. Thumbs up. <laughs> Gets a generic smiley face back. Yeah, so after that, she'll continue working on the ritual circle, and then summon kaiju, like a Pokemon. What's the role for that? Perform a ritual? Perform a ritual is more of a group thing. I was just going to have that be for when you reality teleport. Oh, okay. So yeah, it would. I would need to channel my magic and then teleport him there and use the teleport spell. Yeah. Got it, so let me roll my channeling. Okay, cool. Eight plus spirit. Spirit is two, so that makes it a ten. So I have three for the rest of the scene, and I spend one, and... Because Kaiju's blue and purple, with these, like, blue and glittery purple, like, galactic swirls in the backseat, it just kind of forms this little cyclone, and then... There's Kaiju just kind of sitting there, looking confused, like, holding, I think, one half of, like, a tug toy. And just kind of tilts his head confused. There is a lot of squeeing going up in the front, and there is a slight swerve. I guess Kirsten just tries to not wreck the car while also trying to, like. Sorry, 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 I didn't mean to, um, right, uh, picks up Kaiju and holds him out to Lily. This is Kaiju. Say hi, Kaiju. Oh my goodness, and she starts just immediately giving the chin scratches. You're just the cutest little thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, Hess is smiling and then gets smacked in, like, the face with, like, his tail, and it's like, okay. Oh, the tail is, like, going a mile a minute, ow, ow, ow. and Kaiju. Kaiju is just so happy. Okay. Kaiju is so happy, he's making little happy fox dragon noises. Kaiju's just like, new people. Okay, so if you want, Lily, you can hold him, because him smacking my nose is going to give me a bloody nose here in a minute. I mean, if, if you trust me to do that, then yeah, and she will gladly, very carefully take Kaiju, and Kaiju just snuggles up against her as she rubs it, as she just pets him. It's more like worry for your safety. He breathes fire and has fangs and claws, so... that That's good to know. Thanks, and say at this point you're pulling into a neighborhood. You're actually kind of near-ish to the park. And Kirsten has you, you pull up to this house. It looks pretty ordinary. Kind of a, like a long one-story house that none of y'all particularly recognize. I'm like, yeah, so we meet in here. You could bring your fox dragon. Just Do you have something you could put him in? We try and keep things low-key here. Yeah. She holds up her like laptop satchel canvas bag she has. Kaiju, inside. And then he just probably doesn't... 
and doesn't want to leave Lily's arms. Lily will take him and very carefully just dump him in the bag. Perfect. Now stay there till we get inside. It's <laughs> <laughs> the flap over. So it's cold then doing this whole drive aside from staring out the window and trying to ignore how weird everything is. He's been playing Snake on his phone. Because he still has an old Nokia and like that's what he has for a pastime is Snake. Snake was the jam though. It was. And let me tell you what. He's got that thing basically maxed. Like he is real good at it. Nice. Love that. Kirsten pulls into the driveway and just like, all right, well, let's head inside. The others know we're coming. It's only a couple of us, but they're better at explaining because they think they've been part of this for longer. Good to know. Right, uh, adjust the bag, shuts the door. Cole all of a sudden spurts out, God damn it! What did you do? Got a text right in the middle of my snake game, ruined my record. Ugh, that was a good run. Uh, he's reading the text, and it is just a text from one of his friends that may have a lead on um, some more food for a friend of his. Oh, Millie's dinner got it. But Hess doesn't say that. I say it because I know. You say that, and Lily's like, what? Yeah. Um, Cole doubles as a private chef for one of our friends. They have a very specific diet. Keto. You've heard about it. Oh. Everybody's doing it. Oh, so I, I thought you said my name. Sorry. Yeah. Come on. Right. It just looks like a perfectly normal neighborhood. Kirsten takes you in through the front door and... You can see, like, off to the right, there are other rooms. You're in this big kitchen, and she walks to the left, and there's this big living room. Kirsten explains it. Yeah, so one of our people lives here, and she offered this as a sort of meeting place outside of the main place, where apparently most chapters meet. Because, and she just the living room, this was actually built over an underground, an indoor pool, who believe and she finds lifts up a carpet and you see there is it looks like there's a trap door they just built over they never filled it in you can see there's some light coming from down so who's gonna go down first i think hess makes uh like checks her phone really quick and then sends another text to the group mess uh group chat going underground to the secret base might lose signal still don't hear from us in two hours come get us <laughs> And then starts to climb down. I'm assuming, do you also send the address that you're at? Yeah, she would put like a geotag or the address. Yeah, you could like just drop a pin. And Cole, are you gonna go down as well? Go down the ladder? Yeah, I'll go down. I'll, I'm gonna go down, but as Hess is messaging basically to like send help, I'm just texting just one of my friends basically saying, hey, if you don't hear from me in X amount of time, make sure to feed my cat. <laughs> <laughs> you head down. It's not quite a ladder, but it's like wooden stairs. And you see it's surprisingly well look well lit area. Looks like it's been retrofitted. There's some like tables and chairs and like supplies and a cot in the corner. You see 
there's a doorway on one side where perhaps um, it, that could lead to a connection to somewhere else. And see, there's a couple people around the table, and Kirsten comes in and is like, All right, we're all here. Time for a debriefing, I guess. And as the people look up, Hesper, you recognize one of them. Son, I shouldn't have told you this. Oh, God. I think, like, she's going to let, like, pull the flap back to, like, hide you out, and as she looks up, Mom? Uh... Hesper, Astra, Vettel, what are you- how- what is going on? How did you get involved in this? What are you doing here? So I think in shock, just to pintail this, you know, transformation happens again. This time, she gets vampire teeth full-on demon tail, and then big old, like, floppy, like, highland cow ears that just, like, flop back against her skull. And she's just like, Hi! Tempest Multi is a production of Theodore Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is an actual play podcast using Urban Shadows 2E Quick Start Guide, and it's set once again in the town of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I am your keeper and producer... Hi there, I'm Maria Perry. I'm playing Millie Elza, your local vampy vampire. I am Blaze, and I'll be playing Jason Madison Coleman, the aware. I am Ava Rogers. I will be playing Angel Day, the sworn. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.